comes the Y'all don't really want it like Welcome to the Big 3 NRL Fantasy Podcast with your hosts, MG, Fish, and Steve. Brought to you by NRL Fantasy Renegades, be sure to like the boys on Facebook. Also subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Welcome everyone to the third installment of Big 3 NRL Fantasy Podcast. This week we're joined again by... The Globe Wanderer himself, Mr. Steve, you're back. Welcome back, champion. Thanks, mate. Um, all right, boys, so round 18 wrapped up. How did uh, the teams go, Fish? Um, so I got 821, Ooh. and I lost my matchup. So you're not, not too happy. How much did the guy that you uh, face get? Um, he got about 20 or 30 more than me. So Got it. Yeah, disappointed. Oh, Steve, your team. Um, I won my eighth straight. Um, got 810, but uh, I must say I'm pretty happy with that score considering I had 14 players, which I think was less than you guys, and also I had Cam Smith, captain, who only got 42. So, yeah. you know, if I had made a couple of uh, different moves there, I could have got a very good score, but still very happy. Decent. Well, I got absolutely ass-fucked by uh, the scouts. He pumped me by 250 points. I only got 700. Uh, he got 950. Uh, I do. Who who was who was the scouts captain? Uh, Mannering. Mannering, yeah, oh, solid. Can't go wrong with that. Uh. Well, I had McCullough captain who got a few points more, but my team we just played average. Um, plus, I, I think I only had thirteen players playing. I thought I would have had a lot more, but Steve, you did well. Moves. 14, 14 players getting eight, and with Cameron Smith captain. Yep, yeah, my good. team played very well. I think that's, that's guys have got different you, Takiaho, mm-hmm. Leisha, both scored high six, oh, mid sixties. Team is just very solid. That's, that's very impressive. And he's with another fucking thousand points. Cherry Evans, <laughs> 55. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's all, good. That's all you asked for. Anyway, we um, haven't done a podcast since Origin. Our last one we recorded on the Tuesday before Origin, so we'll just have a quick uh, touch-up and see what the boys thought about Origin. Um, Queensland absolutely rolled through New South Wales, 52-6. Uh, to six. Um, Man, our oh, best thing about that was Dan Gagos scoring the first try. Made some cash. <laughs> not yeah, bad. Not bad, eh? Um, but, boys, we were, I called it out. The uh, two podcasts ago that Queensland was going to win by 14, but not by this. Yeah. What do you think? I, I, well, I picked them 13 plus, but not by 40 plus. No. And um, it was a rare moment in a game where it didn't matter what it didn't matter what New South Wales did. Queensland just could not stop scoring. And you know, after half time, the second carry, I think Clemmer knocked it on, and you just knew from that moment on Turning that point. Queensland were just going to just roll them. And that's exactly what happened. Yep, that was good. It was just yeah, the Shepherds gave up. I thought the speed of the play of the ball from Queensland was unbelievable. I think the refs, um, <laughs> there was a few calls that definitely went Queensland's way. And I think this, the penalties, early penalties for slowing the ball down, just opened it up. And, you know, when Queensland get fast ball like that, they're back on or kill anybody. Just suffocated them, eh? Absolutely suffocated them. Um, so, yeah, go a little talk, a little bit of a chat about Origin. That's about it. Yeah, um, that's enough. Yeah, sweet. All right, let's punch straight back into uh, the review of round 18. Friday night, Raiders 36 points to 22 over the Knights at GIO Stadium. 
Um, to be honest, did we all see this coming? Yes. I I thought I'm surprised the Raiders didn't drop more points on the Knights. To yep. be honest, or didn't held them to less than 22 points anyway. But um, I picked Raiders 13 plus. They got there by 14. Um, anything you guys can draw from that game? Yeah. So like um. Uh, my bold prediction from last week was that that game would be an outstanding one and that there'd be 60 points scored. And as you can see, it was 58. So, well, to be fair, there was something pretty memorable in that game. Blake Austin scored yeah, a hat trick yeah. in, what was it, 15 minutes? I think, so, so. so tell us about that, MG. You had something special with Blake Austin? Yeah, so I had Dane Gagai, the first try scorer in uh, the game before in the Origin, and then I uh, thought I'd drop uh, some more cash on Blake Austin to score the first try in uh, the Raiders game, and lo and behold, bang. So the... Uh, Beating account's looking pretty pretty at the moment. Um, didn't sure. put another bet on, actually, after that. Oh, I did lie, I put it on the Warriors, but talk about that later. But, yeah, it's pretty pretty surprised. Um, yeah, so an entertaining game down in Canberra, which would have been close to... Fuck, it looked cold. Zero degrees, and, wow. um, you know, the, the score ended up being, you know, only of 14, but the Raiders just killed them in the first half, and to the Knights' credit, they did come home with a wet sail, but, I mean, too little, too late. It's, um, um, it's a weird one on the Knights, because you look at the team and they've actually got a pretty good team I reckon they've got like player for player if you go through each of their players they've got a representative Ford pack especially in the backs you know Sims Smith Bo Scott Corbin Sims you know Snowden solid you know don't get me wrong Randall Nine's crap but you know they've got a good backline too it's just yeah just do I don't know shit. what's going on there knock on I think shit. they've just forgotten how to win Flat out, one one win from their last 12 games. Yeah, but getting down 28-0 or whatever it yeah. was in the first half, that's nothing to do with knowing how to win. That's just no energy. Something Coming is... out flat. You know, you've lost 10 of 11 or something. You think you'd come out firing. And, you know, in the second half, they show what they can do when they hold on the ball. There's got to be got some good un- attacking players. Unstability in the club yeah, somewhere. for sure. There has to be. The because coach. You just can't, yeah. you just can't, like, they look flat. No. Yeah, it's... it's and, I mean, this week, they're probably, like, they've got the test. If they're going to win a game for the rest of the year, it'll be this one. Like, yep, and, fuck. and they're at home against the Titans. I mean, like, that's just... You've got to win that. You've got to win that game. Yeah. Anyway. I won't be tipping them. No. <laughs> I've had enough about the Raiders and Knights. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, so, second game. Roosters, uh, 24 points to the Panthers, four at Pepper Stadium. Um, last week, Fish, you asked me if the uh, Panthers could get on a <laughs> get on a roll. I said no, and... Correct. Pretty sure I was right. Yeah, the Roosters too good. They um started to show why they're still Premiership favourites. They eh? like they were never in danger of losing that game, and 24-4 just workmanlike. And two of us are getting I think was 73 fantasy points. Yeah, what an absolute weapon. If you weapon. don't have him, you're not even in the top 5,000. People, people can <laughs> say they don't have him, hoping he's get injured. He's, oh mate, pick you, him you up. You guys can get fucked. Yeah, he's a gun. He is an absolute weapon. Absolute star. Absolute star. Um, Et, finally. What did he get? Forty-seven or something. He's missing too many tackles, eh? Like it's actually, it's criminal what he's doing. He's actually trying to run out of the line and just like bounce off people. Yeah. Just relax, mate. Take the contact. Just make sixty and, tackles a game, and I'll be happy. Yeah. I must say, I've uh, had ET in the past, and I wouldn't want him on my team. I think um, he relies too much on tackles, and he has no attacking stats. And he's the kind of guy who's a very, you know, he's. Play well this year, but I think he's a borderline keeper at best. I wouldn't have him in my final seven. I'm rolling the dice with him. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm the same as Steve. I've got him in my team, but he's definitely borderline. And I mean, I think he averages under 50 meter, 50 run meters a game, yeah. and that's that's just not good enough. There's just no attack. It's embarrassing. It's actually he wants to almost turn the ball over. He plays. He's he's a half. He's a half. We're in a fucking number 13. 
He yeah. tries to pass the ball. He's trying to be oh, a playmaker. Sit down, mate. Just go for a run. There's no point. Get a little offload. There's no points running two meters and passing it. Just be Parker. Just be Parker. Yeah. Just back it in and just little poop out offload. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Won some money. <laughs> um, so sick. The third game. Sorry, the Broncos. Sixteen points to eight of the Bulldogs uh, at ANZ Stadium. Um, boys, I thought the Bulldogs. Well, Bulldogs were favourites for that game. I thought they could have got up. I tipped the Broncos, and um, I thought, yeah, they, they played pretty well to get to, to win that game. Uh, Broncos again. Is someone, anyone going to stop them? Who's going to stop them? Uh, Cowboys. Roosters. Roosters. I think they're really the only two, and then maybe the Bulldogs, if they get hot. They're just The Broncos are just championships. Uh, their their defence is just on another level. And Milford and Hunt are just the perfect complement, you know. One runs the ball, one kicks the ball. They're so solid. Yep. They're just, they're just too good at the moment. They really are. Yeah, well, I only saw bits of this game, but what I did see was, um, I thought it was very even. It was almost a coin flip of a game, I actually think. It was, um, I think Canterbury might have been held up over the line. They had a number of chances, but once again, Brisbane's defence was excellent. So, yeah, well yeah. deserved in there. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good to get the box. Um, Warriors, 28 points to 14 over the Storm at Mount Smart. Um, yeah, good game. Boys? Um, yeah, outstanding. So, um, especially after the news that um, Hoffman um, was out and Lilliman was starting off the bench, and I think Vardavai was Vardavai out, and Ann Harrell. Um, I didn't think they'd win 13+, plus, um, but our man Sean Johnson again, eh, just Crazy. coming up big. Three back-to-back 90-pluses um, for fantasy. He's just on another level, and every time we watch the Warriors, we say, run the ball, Johnson, run yep. the ball. Yep. And he's averaging about 10 runs a game lately, and that step, no one can stop him. Hey, it's good, eh? No and, one can stop um, him. I think the other thing that's underestimated about Sean Johnson is how strong he actually is. Um, he has a great step, but I tell you what, he when he's one-on-one with a defender, he uses that fin yep. pretty good too, and you know, he's solid for a half. He'd be ni- about 90 keg, 95 keg. You know, he's... Uh, He's an absolute gun. There's just not much you can say about him. Um, and, yeah, go the Warriors. Yeah, well, you were saying the other day that Corey Parker said that RTS is one of the hardest people to tackle because he's so strong on his leg drive. you got to say Sean Johnson's definitely on par. Definitely. Probably just a little bit under, but he must be exactly like that. So and, silky smooth. And I tell you what, Johnson's, Johnson's also aimed up on defense because, you know, we see it all the time nowadays. The attacking team, you know, 10 metres out, want to get that back rower on the halfback. Mm. And Johnson so many times has held on the contact, you know, at first and letting another guy come over and help. Yeah. Whereas in years past, he's just let the guy go through. Yeah. But fantasy-wise, three nineties in a row. Wish I captained him. Wow. How many players? I can't think of anyone that have got three nineties in a row. No. no. Is anyone here going to captain him? No. Not against the Roosters. No. It would have been a nice one to do, do the sneaky loophole last week. Yeah, I was going to do the, Fida. Yeah, the Johnson for feeder one. But I was thinking about that. But I dropped, I dropped my nuts. I dropped my nuts as I well. Went McCullough and Mandarin I went, went Fenton and Mandarin. I was too busy drinking on holiday. I'll globe one day. So, no, good game. Yeah, the Warriors uh, now in the top four, so. You. Um, home final. Home final. Oh, against the Broncos. Um, yeah, get a home final for me. <laughs> Sharks. 28 points to 8 over the Dragons at Ramonda Stadium. Um, I thought the Dragons, there were a few uh, few players out the Dragons, like uh, Frizzell and Mirren Dugan. and company. Jake, Jack, Jake DeBellin or Jack DeBellin, fuck whatever you say his name. Um, Dugan out, yeah. So I thought the Dragons um, might, get, might get 
I thought the Sharks, sorry, might get uh, might win by a little bit, but I didn't expect them to blow them out by 20 points. Could you tell me the last time the Sharks scored 28 points? Yep, when they came back against the uh, Roosters last year. I don't know if they scored 28. I think they scored mid 20s. Hmm. Well, they thought they went up, but yeah. um, the Sharks just killed him, eh? And uh, it was good to see actually Gallon uh, pick up his sacks and play for the Sharks because oh. how I'm many starting... games? Give or take. Here we go. What's the line? What's the line for games Gallon plays for the rest of the year? Ah, uh, three, three and a half. So three and a half out of eight. Well, he just signed a new contract, didn't he? Today, I think so. Um... So yeah, he'll be good. He'll be sitting out. He'll sit. He'll sit out for a few games. Three and a half, small. Basically, life. fantasy. If, you, if you're willing to take a risk, yeah. good luck to you. But expect him to miss at least two or three games yep, for the rest of the year, at least. And it probably will be when you run out of trades and you need to win a matchup. And you've, only got, and, and you've only got two front rolls. Yeah, and you've only got two front rolls. Or two rolls. back rolls. Yeah. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't say we didn't warn you. Um, anything that you guys can pull out of that game? I'll be honest, I didn't see it. So um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'll say from that is I know the Dragons have had a lot of players out, but I think they've lost five in a row. And Benji playing, was out as well, eh? Yep. Um, and they're playing the Rabbitohs this week, so that could very well be six in a row. That'll be a good game. What an absolute, be a good game. What, see, at the SCG, everyone, everyone's back, big game. except for maybe Frizzell. No, he's named. I know he's named, but he's, he's in doubt. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. If he doesn't play. Well. I'm sick of him, eh? Seriously. Um, so, yeah. Oh, Fucking Frizzell. Mondas, I'm going to see him. Get fucked. Sea Eagles, absolutely pumped the Titans. 38-6 to six yep. at Seabus. I thought the Titans were going to pick up their sacks and, and try and deal to the Sea Eagles <laughs> all over the fucking gymnast, his act that he did, his uh, perfect 10 that he got. Um, but fuck me, we went to the game, Fish. Disgraceful. It was cold as shit. And we went because we thought, well, first of all, you got free tickets, so that was Respect. always a bonus. But we thought, yep, we're going to watch a good game here. Titans going to get up. It's going to be good. Might be close. Sea Eagles might just, might, might just get the win, but fuck me. It took 78 minutes for the Titans to score, and it was the fucking former warrior that got over the line. Someone with actually a heart. Um, <laughs> but, fuck, the DCE, like, the, the way he handled himself in that game just shows he's a cunt, but he's a good player. Yep. That um that fake, and then the, the sorry, the pump, and then the, the long ball to Travojevic for the first try. Yeah, it was good. Just just showed what a what a player he is. Yeah, he's a And gun. I know that I was one of the players, you know, uh, sorry, one of the people in the crowd giving it to him. Oh, he he I joined him. Just but he took it well. He copped it on the chin. He knows yeah. what happened. So I only saw uh, like the first half, but I thought the left edge was very, very good. You know, when you got Foran and Stewart there, they um, oh, Foran is just Man so good at going to line off. and making the right decision time and time again. And it takes balls to take it to the line like that and leave your body open. And he does it better than anybody. I tell you what, watching the game live, you saw how many times Kieran does those one percenters. Yeah. There was a couple of times when the Titans had pinned them you know, right in the corner. The first guy hitting it up was Foran. Yeah. Yeah. The 5'8". Not, not, this, not, not, not the winger, not the centre, not you know front rower. Mm. It was the 6. Yeah. And that is why he is an absolute gun. Not a fantasy gun. He's hard. Yeah, he's a just, leader. Just a leader. Gun. Um, yeah. Good game. Nothing else we can take out of that other than the, the Titans showed absolutely no heart at all. Um, we'll see how much ticker they've got. In this next game against the, against the fucking hapless knights, um, but yeah, good games, good games. Um, moving on, so we'll do a fucking bullshit moment in our highlight. Fish, do you want to kick us off? Um, yeah. So my fucking bullshit moment. Um, we've just been talking about, but it was watching the Titans live. 
it was so cold there. It was like being back in New Zealand, like Dunedin. It was fucking freezing. You should have seen the layers that we had on. It was unbelievable. Yeah. First time I've worn a thermal on the Gold Coast. Same. And it was just ridiculous. They showed no heart. and They, didn't, just, they didn't want to turn up. It was too cold for them. Yeah. They were just, and, 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 I, and I'm really struggling to see how they're going to win another game. Like, was it they because, might be the Knights. And was it because they had too many days off? They almost had like two weeks off or something. Because they played... It was something like that. The it was reason, like 15 days or something they had The off. reason is that their best attacking player is, is James Roberts. They've got nothing else. They've literally got nothing else. James Roberts is good for about a runaway. Yeah, um, I think they do have Greg Bird back this week, finally, from his 10-year suspension. Yep. Um, you know, they're missing Caesar, missing Algae. You know, the Titans, when they've got their full-strength team, they're a borderline eight team at the very best. And when well, we they've got their injuries, you know, they're, they're nothing. And the other guy I saw only bits of the game, but... Nate Miles, mate, can you play like you do for Queensland for your club team, mate? Bro, because honestly, talk, you are horrible. We you drop the ball, yeah. you can play in the ref all the time, it's a disgrace. Yeah, we we talked about it, it on the way home from that game. He actually tried to offload it four times and fucked up every single yeah. time. And blames everyone by himself. Yeah. He always blames the ref or you know someone else. It's just, mate. It's like he, he knows he's leaving in the year. He's just... just it's like he was still, it was like he was still hungover from Wednesday night. Yeah. Mate, let's be honest. Disgrace. When they left the ground, they should have just chucked him on the Seagulls bus now. Fuck it. Send him down yeah. to Sydney now. See you later. I don't know. Maybe he's got other things on his plate, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, anyway, who knows. Um, um, yeah, so what's your highlight, Fish? Uh, so my highlight was a game we've talked about it, but Johnson with those three 90s. Um, yep. Obviously, we're all loyal Warriors supporters. Um, and to get 96, 99, and 93... Yep, all back to back. Crazy. It's just on another level. Averaging so ninety six def- over his last. Uh, oh, just crazy. And, and three, just running crazy. the ball, doing everything. You know, breaking tackles, making tackles. Playing how we ex- not probably not expect him to play, but playing up the, to what he's sh- yeah he should like, be playing. The as way that he should be playing, running the ball, being expansive, yeah. not you know sort of staying on that right edge and just, just doing his thing. Yeah, it was good. It was good listening to what he had to say on Sturlow, How um he a lot of people had pressure on him saying oh he wanted people wanted him to. Do all the line breaks and bust the tackles at the start of the year, but he's just taking it, like developing each game um, and doing what he's doing. Now we can see it was working. Good. Warriors in top four. Yeah. Um, so your two moments of the uh, my fucking bullshit moment of the week is uh, well, it's a little bit bullshit and a little bit uh, you know I got a bit of man love for this guy. It is my mate takeaways Takiyaho. I'll be honest, I missed the Roosters game. I was probably about my ex-schooner. Oh, um, <laughs> Ex-skewy over and, WA, mate. And, you know, I heard that oh, he only played he 60 minutes. He had 65, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not moaning about that. But, um, mate, if he's on 65 after 60, mate, he was looking at a 90 and, mm. oh, he is, he is a gun. He is a gun. He yep. is becoming, he is moving into the gun territory. Mm. MG and I had traded him out two weeks ago and we were looking at the TV Swearing and all sorts of things. Absolutely just horrifying. Fucking bullshit, bro. Like it was unbelievable. He's a weapon. Just all base stats. I don't know how he doesn't stay. How does Isaac lose that over him? Yeah, I think how, how they do it is they just want the impact off the bench. Yeah. You know, yeah. he is a better player than Lou, but he you know, play. when you take off guys like Hargreaves and that, you need to keep that yeah. oomph. And take I think he can play eighty. Just let him play eighty. He wants to play eighty. I, I agree. Play eighty. Play ninety if you want to do. Play hundred. Yeah. I'm just going to go a little bit uh, out and fire a quick question. Would you guys, if you still had takeaways, trade out? Uh, Lachlan Cook and move takeaways into fullback. I tell you what, like depends. What what would you be using the money for Coop for? Oh, well, it's, it's the same price. Takeaways is more expensive, so yeah. 
It's not not a bad thing because I know everyone has got like the back three now: Tedesco, um, Roger, and Coot. You got. I suppose you got to look at the averages. Coot's average is what like fifty-three. It's the same. They're both forty-four. Oh really? Yeah. I thought the Coot's was at like fifty. No, he's averaged thirty the last three weeks. He got a fifty the week before, and then before that it was very poor. Fuck. Maybe. Well. Takeaways is more consistent then, isn't he? And if you're yeah, looking for a head to head, I'd go for a, I'd go for yeah. consistency every time. That's being, what you talk about. being a four day, that's just I know he's off the bench a lot of the time, but he's just more consistent. So to answer your question, yeah, if I was to trade, if I was going to trade out any of them, I'd probably at this stage now that after seeing take it depends on how takeaways pulls up with his injury, but yeah, as a, as a point of difference because a lot of people have coot, and I, I think a lot of people will be getting rid of takeaways. Um, yeah, fuck it, get rid of coot. A definitely, a definitely, if one or two of those back rowers for the Roosters go down with an injury, eh? back rowers are way more consistent than fullbacks. Everyone fucking knows that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what was your, your highlight? Uh, my highlight, other than um, drinking in broom with uh, German <laughs> backpackers, females, by the way. Um, <laughs> to be fair, you're drinking emu, cousin. Yeah, Come yeah. on. Yeah. Emu with my Aboriginal friends underneath <laughs> the trees. <laughs> it was 10 a.m. Um, but anyway, I think. My highlight that I've seen would be, uh, you can't go past it, Mr. Nathan Friend. World you know, what a, what a heart of a player he is. Um, you know, he, he does have to go because Luke's coming over and yeah. I think Havili can offer some saying off the bench. But um, Friend, he that uh, one play summed up his whole career, you know, playing above weight, playing harder than everybody, showing more heart than everybody, and, you know, he's turned it into a career of a 200 NRL game. So, yep. what a legend. Yep, gun. He's an absolute legend. Um, but that made worldwide news. That was fucking top ten and number one, number one, number one on sports top ten and rugby from the Americans. Yeah, I love a country. What was it? It was in Sports Illustrated. I think um, they may have flown about forty jets over Washington before they showed number one as well, <laughs> yes. and shot about forty tanks as well yeah. at the same time. It was, I love it was the pretty military. good. And then they went and invaded um, Sweden country. or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, my fucking bullshit bro moment was uh, Frizzell oh. not playing again. Roro bought him in. He got a 34, 35, 36, whatever it was, one of those three. Then he missed a game. I was like, okay, he's got a little bit of sore back. Go see a chiropractor. Go get a fucking massage from your little Asian mate. Whatever. Oh, no, bro, my back's a bit still mm. sore, bro. Oh, fucking hard nut, mate. You're a fucking second row in the NRL, mate. You got a sore back. Fucking pull your socks up. Harden up, you soft prick. And if you, your name this week, but if you miss again, Wow. I'm driving down Wollongong and I'm going to slap the fucking shit out of you. Yeah, that's the worst that he's been named. Like, <laughs> wow. Just Pull out your heart, friends. Fucking, just play, bro. Seriously. Well, I heard today Soft with the, you know, the late mail that he is in doubt. He's the only one in doubt out of all those guys for the Dragons. Is it? And I tell you what, with a, a back injury, um, he's fucking better than before. To, but uh, <laughs> they don't go away quickly. And the only way you can heal them is rest. You, it's not like one of those things where you can ice it or... You know, if I can put a painkiller or something, it's just rest. I can guarantee you there'll be an, a little Asian man, a little Asian woman that knows the secrets or back massage. They are the absolute weapons at massage. There'll be one in Guangdong. Are you talking about Asian massages again? Mate, he's had two weeks on how much rest he want. I had a great one the other weekend. It was absolutely fantastic. Right, well, let's move on. Left with a massive smile. Um, so, yeah, my highlight for the uh, for the round was uh, Blake Austin. That guy, what did the Tigers do? Like, they must be kicking themselves letting get that let oh, I must go. say... That second try thing he got with that step. Oh, oh, Goodley oh. Goodly was like, yeah, where the fuck did he go? To be fair, Goodley's 95. He's already in the hearse been yeah. taken off the airport to go to England. But <laughs> yeah. It but was still impressive. He, he sat him down. He, he, he had no he idea was, where he, he went. He would have stepped anybody. It was like, it was like yep. the flash. 
bang, see you later. It was awesome. It was, it was outstanding. Three, first three tries of the game, all within the first 15 minutes. Like, he, that's yeah. when I thought, wow, they're going to put 50 on them. Simply, he's another one. Simply wants it more than anybody else. But yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. He's another one of those guys you'd almost put in the Nathan Frieden category. He's just, Written you off. know, he might not be the most skillful player naturally. He might not have the best kicking game. But, man, has he got a ticker. And he has changed the whole culture at the Raiders. Like him and um, old Ricky Stewart, they've he turned them around. He, um, he yeah. played second row, eh, a lot. Yes, growing up. Yep. Last, last, last year, half. last year he was half slash um, second. I round. heard that he was a gun for Penrith in the age groups mm-hmm. um, coming up, and you know even a team like Penrith could do with him. See you later, Wallace. Absolutely. Um, Wallace, jump in the same house. You know, and they let him go. <laughs> then he went to Tigers. You know, they let him go to let those young fellas in who can't tackle. And then, what do you know? He's <laughs> leading a team that no one thought would be even close to the eighty. Like, Everyone's picking up the spoon. I'm, and I'm a fan of the Raiders. Eh? Yeah, oh, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, someone that you like to watch, a team that you, that you know, like good brand of football. Like someone says to you, the Knights, you want to go watch a Knights no. game? Get fucked. No, I'm not going to go watch a Knights game. No, until you bring back Andrew Johns. No, I'm not going to watch. <laughs> he could that start game. for that team. That's how bad he's, they're he still going. could. But um, if you could tell me, I'm going to go the, the Raiders. If, like let's just say Titans are playing the Knights here, no. I'm probably not going to go. No, Titans playing the Raiders, I'm straight there. I'm the first one on. That's a great game. Um, That's just something I've got to say. Last year, you know, when you heard Milford was leaving the Raiders, yep. I thought guaranteed mm. 16th place. Wooden spoon. Yep. Yep. No, no, uh-huh. no, no good coming in. And just the players they got, Austin and that Hodgson and Frank Paul and that Soliolo. The guy that no one's talked about, who's Oregon, has been really good this year as well, Cecil Wonga. Or Wonga, what are you going to call it? He's been solid ass in the centres. And on the wing, I Oh, yeah, he's a he's a oh, solid ghost, player, and ghost, uh, I tell you what, they signed Joey Lelou. I can't see him being a Raiders oh, player. Oh my god, worst. So- That's Ricky Stewart oh. must and, hate him, and bringing him off the bench, just bonehead plays that guy. Who signs him? And he is he'll so, win you one every okay, twenty games. So over, lose your fifteen. At what stage do you think? Hey, we're thinking of bringing in a new player. How about we sign an outside back from fucking the Knights? From the Knights, who's overweight, and who's overweight. not named Dan Gagai. No, oh, <laughs> like. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, anyway, fucking, yeah. Jeez, the Raiders are getting some serious mentions in this. Uh, right. Round 18, you're gone. Get fucked. Get out of here. Um, all right, so trades this week, boys. What have, uh, what, have we, what did we do last week, and what are we doing this week? Um, so last week, I traded out Kerry for um, the non-playing half slash center in Rudolph. Yep. And then I traded Lovett to fence him. Um, I was a bit disappointed because I had fenced him as the vice captain loophole on the Friday night, and must have lost a bit of cash on him. Um, he only, he, yeah, I don't know what he did, but he only got forty-four, and obviously because they were doing a lot of attacking, and he gets most. I think of his, he had a break even of sixty-three. Yeah, so he gets most of his points from defensive stats. Um, so but it is what it is. This yep. week, I'm looking possibly at somehow uh, trading Nathan Friend to MCC, mm-hmm. um, but I'm probably just going to hold everyone at the moment. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, myself, I traded last week Groovesmill and Lovett to Mr. CP13, Corey Parker, and also my best friend from the Newcastle Knights, the prop, Veve. Sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. I think it's Vivi. Um He scored me a solid 39, actually. I'm quite happy, and I was actually quite impressed with him. He's probably he is two. 18th man this uh, week, and I hope he gets a bit of game time. But that was my two trades last week. Um, and I'm holding. Oh, my team is pretty set. Um, I've got a couple of players there who maybe aren't the best keepers, but you know I like guys who can go bang and aren't going to hurt you. So yep. I'm pretty set, and I have 10 trades left, and I'd say that my 17 is not going to change a lot. Fair enough. Well, uh, last week I went 
Leisha to McCullough, and I went takeaways to uh, Sean Lane. Um, so I freed up a bit of cash, had about 300k in the bank. Uh, Lane got me a solid 48 or 49 or something, so he made 44 grand. Um, he's got a break even at minus 14 this week. Um, MCC, he, I, kept, I actually captained him. Um, well, I did the loophole, yeah. whatever. Still got some, ended up being my captain. He got a solid 65 or something, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, so this week, my trades are going to be I'm going to uh, boot Aaron Gray up because he's done the dash, he's made me 100k. And I'm going to move Jack Bird, who's currently in my halves, down to my centers. So it'll make Soiola and Jack Bird my centers. And I've got enough cash that I think I'm going to bring in uh, JT. Take a bit of a punt on JT. I was going to uh, try and get in uh, Corey Parker, but I've Thought I'd take a risk on... Uh, it's not a risk. Well, it sort of is. Um, Gun. Yeah, well, it is, because Parker's guaranteed 50. JT could get 30, could get 70. I don't think he's got under 50 for... Well, he's averaging 58, weeks. doesn't matter. I'd take a risk on JT, so I'll just make one trade. So I've got... Um, that's, that's great. I've pretty much got my full 17. Um, I've probably got, to be honest, 16 of my full 17. I've got nine trades left, so I'm going pretty good. Um... So how many trades you got, Steve, left? Ten. You got the full 17? Yeah. Not bad. Fish? Yeah, I've got nine, and I've got 17 plus um, Aitken and Friend, so I need to do something with it. So them. you don't have full 17 because you're bringing someone else? You've still got about four trades to go. Yeah, well, yeah, but I've, I'm still, I've got a good enough 17. Well, do you, is, is, is what your team now, you're going to be your final 17? Could be, but probably not, though. No, so you don't. So, so doesn't you've matter. still got a couple of trades to go. All right, so uh, that's yeah, where our teams are at. Probably just MCC, yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. At some stage. Um, so you're going to have, just sorry, I'm just... Yeah, no, you're right. So you're going to say to Fish, you're going to have a guy with around 55,000 as your eighth man? Yeah, well, eight can, can cover fullback, centre, and half. Half? Yeah, because you swap him with Mahe, that Randolph guy and Bird and stuff, that's how it works. You trade someone out. Yeah, but you can't put Aiken into your halves. No, you can put Bird into your halves and Aiken into your centres and stuff like that. Yep. So. I, I just personally reckon having a guy... With close to 400000 on your bench, is a lot of money for a guy who's not playing. I'd rather get someone who's maybe nearly a trade-out and plays a little bit and maybe gets you 30 points. But, you know, you are beating me overalls, and um, he did. So, my, um, what do I know? <laughs> no, because I've, I've made enough money for that to be the case. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually with Steve here. I'd rather have someone like Fatala Marino who's going to get me 30 points and then maybe upgrade someone like, hey, you've got Frizzell sitting at 400,000 yeah, and I've, you can bring in like someone like, and get, you can have Gallon, Parker, Manor. Thurston. The way, the, way that my, the way that my team situation, I can still do that all that anyway. Yeah, right. And how many trades you got? Nine. Yeah, okay. Um, but Aiken's there um, for like, if I'm in a matchup and he's say... Fuck, you could crack top 10 if you had a gun team. If um, say, I, say I had Aiken still, right? And I'm playing later on the week, and I need to swap out, say, Jack Bird and put Aitken there because I'm going to lose my matchup. Yeah, that's that's all I'm thinking to keep him for. Yeah, right. yeah, good. Enough about your team. Your team's fucking shit. We're going to smash it. <laughs> um, all right, should we dive straight into our uh, round 19? Review it and review, review it. it. Fucking review it. Yeah, we've already seen it. Wow, I've, well, I've already not sure I understood. Johnson's getting 110. Um, nice. All right, so we'll preview it. Uh, Friday night, we've got two games Friday night. We're back to, thank fuck the buy rounds are over, by the way. Yes, definitely. Four eight games. Four eight games. All day. Super Saturday. Super Saturday. Sherbo. Two Fridays. Shout out, Sherbo. <laughs> <laughs> Love your work, son. Two Fridays. 
Only one of them shot on Channel 9. Not HD. Not HD. Saves <laughs> it starts much. at 7.45, starts at 8 o'clock. That's half past nine. <laughs> you. Um, so the first one we'll talk about is uh, Eels Bulldogs at ANZ. Um, they say it's an Eels home game, but fuck, it's just, it's a neutral ground because Bulldogs will probably have more fans than the Eels there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say something, but I'm not home of myself back. That's good. Um, what's going to happen? I'll pick the Dogs 1 to 12 because... I don't know, they've got the potential to blow them out, but I'll pick the dogs uh, 1 to 12. Yeah, like I'm, inter- I'm interested to see what they do with their half situation. You know, you see Reynolds is. Is Hodkinson named? Yeah, Reynolds is on the bench with Mbai um, and um, Hodkinson. And who is this Marcus Mbai? Oh, I say I'm sick of trying to calling him that. That's Rabs for you. Marcus who, are you who are you picking there, Fish? Um, probably go Bulldogs 1 to 12. Uh, I think they're just copying me. This is. Uh, Come beat Jordan. I don't know what the odds are, but I think if the Eels are paying anything over $3, it's an absolute. Upset special, um, but I will be picking the dogs. But mate, if I was uh, gonna have a punt, I reckon the Eels are a good chance in this game. I don't. Th- I think the Bulldogs are one of those teams where they don't really blow anyone out. They're quite a quite a grinding team. And the Eels have won four or five, so I think they'll, yeah they've won a few in a row. They yeah. uh, and Sando can do anything like yeah. The odds but let's are, be honest, they could lose by forty or win by twenty. To answer your question, Steve, the odds are the Bulldogs are heavy favourites at a dollar thirty-seven to the Eels three dollars twenty. So, uh, and I tell you what, I'm looking forward to in that game is gamble. the semi-trailer. Remember two tries, two tries, yeah. And for the last five games, yeah, yeah. Easy gun. He could definitely do that against Bulldogs. I'm looking forward to seeing that again. And who's he matched up against? Who's the f- Rona? Maybe, Rona, maybe, or maybe on the other side. I know Rona's. I think the leading. I think the, him and Rona are the equal try scorers at 16. Yeah, well, Rona loves the first try. Yeah, unless Rona scored last Simi's week. missed about five games. If yeah. you want some, if you want, if you want a sneaky bet on the first try scorer, Rona, I think he's got the most first try scorers in uh, the NRL this year. I don't think he only pays like eight bucks or something because you fucking dirt cheap for first try scorers. That is. I know I'm on money on them. Yeah, and I'll be going Bulldogs 1-12 in the end. Yeah, no, it's good. All right, second Friday night game, we've got Storm uh, against the Panthers. It's down in uh, Melbourne. That'll be nice and warm down there on a Friday night. Um, so I've got the Storm 1-12. I think um, it'll be a close game. I just can't see – I don't think the Storm have many points in them at the moment. Yes. Yeah. To, to, to blow out a team my 13-plus. Because um, you can guarantee Panthers will probably score a couple of tries. So for the Storm to win 13-plus, they're going to have to put a few points on, which I don't – I don't think they've got the capabilities at the moment. They're just yeah. not um, The Storm went 1-5 and five through the origin period, um, and so they're just losing a lot of games. You know, having Slater there, and Cronk was out <coughs> for a few games. Yep. I think the Storm are going to win, um, definitely 1-12. to 12, um, And I tell you what, I know Bryce Cartwright's a good player, boys. But oh, how much they blow let up. Me tell, let me tell you, I'm sick of hearing about how he's just the greatest let him, player. Let him do something. Let like, him actually, let, like... Let him be, get into origin let him or be a leader Australia let him, or something. Let him lead the Brownlows. Or Brownlows, wow, AFL, mate. Bro, last week, I, count, <laughs> I, I, I counted, wow, AFL, he mate. actually had three ridiculous offloads that put his team on the back foot. And they're like, they're talking, oh, what a great player. Here's yeah. the idea, mate. Don't offload it in your 20. Yeah. Let him lead the Clive Church or something, eh? It's Clive Church way. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> Let him lead it for a while. So Storm 1 to 12. Yeah, I think uh, a bit boring here, but I feel I'm going yeah, Storm 1 to 12 as well. I think uh, Penrith have a chance here because, like you said, the Storm just don't have a lot of points in them, and um, Penrith are going to be very desperate because they're sitting around that cusp of the eight, and they need to win this game. But, uh, well, yeah, it should be Fish good did say, are they going to get in a roll? No, they're not. They're probably going to lose to one as well, so yeah. they probably go... Soured versus ass again. <laughs> Soured. Such a sour fucker. He meant to be. He's such a good player. Oh, like you see him racking up his team. Did you see that. it on TV when he was? They had that montage of him like screaming. Yeah, and stuff? it's good. Oh. I like. The, I like. Seeing I like, that I like the heart. But he just always looks like such a sour motherfucker. Yeah. I listened to um, Triple M 
He's a good good listener. When he is on, he's a good listener. I think Saud is very misunderstood, and I don't think the media like him much because he doesn't like the media. I think Saud's actually a great teammate. I think he's the kind of guy, like, if you had him on your team, you'd absolutely love the guy. I think he's just portrayed bad. Exactly. I think he's actually decent. Just my power, he always looks sour. sour. He looks real, like... But yeah, like you said, Steve, he, he seems like a great team. But I mean, he's racking up his team. You see him smacking Regan, yep. Regan Campbell-Gillard on the uh, back and back and racking him up. It was good. That's I liked good. it. Yeah. I want to see it. It's a leader. Um, so the odds for that game are the Storm uh, heavy favourites, $1.38 to the Panthers, three fifteen. Um, yeah, it's good odds for the Panthers, bro. Yeah, it, is. it is. That's an upset special again. Because that man, he, he is just such a big key for the Storm. I think the Storm will get over the edge. If you if you want a punt, I'd definitely go Panthers See, minus one to twelve games, because they're about four bucks. Three dollar outsiders, they're good. I'll tell you right now, guys. I would. Well, I'm not going to put. I don't actually own a house, but I would be very surprised if one of the Panthers or Eels don't win one of I those agree. two games. That's, yeah, yeah, that's an sure. upset there. One for of those sure. two will upset for sure. Anyway, boys, uh, the first Saturday game sees Raiders uh, taking on the Sharks at GIO Stadium. Uh, it's the middle of the day, so it might be a little bit warm in Canberra. Might get up to a solid seven degrees or something. Nice, Ooh, nice, nice toasty. One, um, but Ra- Raiders Sharks, another game which could go down to the wire. Yeah, that's enough. Um, but we always we thought at this um, at this stage of the competition, we um, we would see a lot of um, like teams where we thought you could guarantee a team's winning this week or that, yeah. that game. But you come into these teams that are so evenly matched. Um, but the, another one, it could go either way. The odds are a dollar sixty-five to the Raiders uh, to the Sharks two twenty-five. But I mean. That could easily be a dollar eighty-seven each. Well, if the sharks were at home, I'd imagine the odds would be flipped. Yeah, it would and, be, and the sharks would be the dollar sixty-five. Pretty much on a knife edge. Like um, whatever the line is, I don't even know. Three and a half. Is that is that what the home advantage is? I think it's something like that. Two and a half. Can't remember. Something like that. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a great game. You know, it'll be a sunny afternoon. Bloody cold, but it'll be a hopefully a, a sunny long afternoon. As long as the sun's out, sun's um, out, guns out. Blake Austin right. first try score again. I don't know, mate. I told you. The secret to it is you got to have the feeling. you got to have the feeling. Yeah, um, I reckon this is another great game, and I'm actually probably going to go the Sharks. Ooh, okay. Um, a bit of an upset here. I think the Sharks you are just... All three upsets. Mm, the Sharks are... The like Sharks are a good though. team. I yeah. I quite like them. I think you know. I think they start off sound like one and four or something like those lines, I'm, and I'm since, four. they'd probably be in the top four, I think, so, since so that, because uh, I think they're even since or above Jack 500. Bird. Yeah, since Jack yeah, Bird. Actually, yeah. if you, well, I want to know what the record is with Yeah, Jack no, it was, Bird. because we were in Kent we when yeah. they won that first game against the Roosters. Kent. Kent. Um, they were 0-4 and they won against the Roosters. Yeah. And Jack Bird started. Scored like a yep. He scored, two, two. He scored a double. Sharks are, Did you have him that Sharks round? Sharks Yeah, I did. Um, so, yeah, another one. Uh, second game we've got on... Uh, oh, so first, MG, your pick oh. for that game, because I didn't say mine either. I said Raiders one as well. I, I'll go for some. Oh, just can't shock. Can't beat him. Pick all the favourites, boys. So, second Saturday game. I've got uh, the Knights uh, versus Titans uh, at Hunter Stadium. The Knights finally have a home game. Um, the Titans boys are actual underdogs here at two dollars forty to the Knights dollar fifty eight. I don't know what the fuck uh, the, the uh, buddy fucking betting companies are thinking there. Um, I reckon the Titans could could bite the Knights, but then again, the Knights might show a heart. Chances? Uh, Titans thirty plus. Wow, thirty plus. That's going to be paying like five bucks. I, I, let me let me tell you. I am so down on the Knights. It's unbelievable. They are so shit. I actually, um, I thought they played well second half last week, and I'm actually going to pick the Knights. Wow, not bad. Well, I'm, I'm going the Titans because Both I think back. they got a bit of a uh, they got a bit of a handing to last week. Birds back though. Um, I think I think the Titans will beat uh, the Knights in the Hunter. I just got a feeling they just got ass kicked. I think they'll get a big boot up the ass from. 
from the coaching staff. And uh, yeah, so the last game on uh, Saturday, we've got Dragons taking on the Rabbitohs at the uh, SCG. Um, last time these two faced was the Anzac. No, it wasn't. That was fucking Roosters. What am I smoking? Wow, up get yourself, mate. Um, this is one of those. Uh, what is it? The Shield match? Charity Shield zone? Yeah, well, preseason, yeah. Yeah, this this game is always always close games, and at the SCG, it should be a good game. Um, I got Rabbitohs winning one to twelve. Little favourite again. I know the Dragons have got a lot of players back, so they're paying three dollars oh five. Yeah. I'm gonna pick. Sorry, I'm gonna pick the uh, Dragons one to twelve there. Oh, good man. I'm loving the upset pick. Um, I'm going to go the Rabbitohs. Um, and most likely 1-12. to 12. If there's a couple of late pullouts by the Dragons, oh, I might go for the 13+. plus. But uh, that'll be that'll be a good game. Um, so, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good game in the CG. Mm. Get a mean crowd. Um, been some classic games over there between those two, game, between those two uh, sides. Um, so, yeah, nothing else you can think of in that game. No, that's it. Good. All right. Um, so the first Sunday game, Roosters take on the Mighty Warriors at Allianz Stadium. Um, wow. Another game. The the bookies don't like uh, the Warriors' chances in this one. Like, they've got uh, 370 uh, for the Warriors to beat the Roosters. Roosters paying $1.28. Um, yeah. Do you reckon the Warriors can get up? Can they? Yes. Do I think they will? No. I think um, I think the Warriors are playing really well, but I think that's a real tough matchup over there against um, the Roosters who are firing all cylinders. And if the Warriors had Harrell, Hoffman, and Vatavai back, I'd maybe lean for an upset there. But without those guys, there's a there's a lot of young fellas in that back line, and I think um, I think the Roosters could actually maybe do a bit of a number and do a bit of 13 plus on them. Yeah, it's it, depends, a, uh, it depends who plays, eh? It's a Sunday afternoon, you know, sunny game. Oh, well. Um, I'd, I mean, we're always going to want the Warriors to win, but I think the Roosters probably should have a bit too much star power. They've, um, I think, won five out of the last six. I think they'll yeah. uh, get there probably by about eight to ten points. Yeah. To be fair, another game of the Warriors, everyone writes them off and they do a number. That'd be great, I, um, great to get the victory, though. I have a feeling that uh, the Warriors haven't uh, shit the bed lately. For a little while since that Rabbitohs game, and I, I have a little feeling that this could be uh, similar to that Rabbitohs game. Like a big score. I do, yeah. I think it could like be like a forty to ten sort of thing. Thirty to ten or something along those lines. I just think the the key is that it's a Sunday afternoon and it's good yeah. conditions, and you know the Roosters they bet the Warriors over in Auckland earlier in the year with all the Origin guys out. It doesn't bode well, you know. And the Roosters are having a, a longer turnover. You know they played last Friday. They've had big rest. I will be, don't you worry, I'll have my Warriors shirt on cheering for them, but uh, I won't be picking them. I think RTS, RTS is for a double as well. Oh, when, when they, is that he, wants to, he wants to show the Warriors what he's capable of. He, like, everyone knows what he's capable <laughs> of, but against the Warriors where he's going next year, I think he'll be, yeah. he'll be up for it. He'll be up he'll for it, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Sunday afternoon, the Broncos, their only Sunday game of, uh, of the year against the, uh, against the Tigers. Um I think the Broncos are going to fucking wow. wallop the wow. Tigers. Yeah. Um, is what is the line? Like 40? I mean, it's yeah. actually about 15 and a half. I think. I that think is actually quite low. Suncorp yeah. Stadium will be fucking humming Sunday afternoon. It's a family day there. They've got yeah. Superhero Day at yeah. our Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. So I think every little kid will have their fucking superhero, fucking Corey Parker superhero. Oh. But, I mean... He'll, Silver Fox. He'll be... Um, and um, the, the, the thing about the Broncos this year is I think I Wayne Bennett is just such a good coach that, you know, maybe if it was a different team, I'd say 
they could come in, you know, complacent and, you know, maybe look at an upset here just because of, you know, they're such heavy favourites. But with a Wayne Bennett coach team, I just think they're going to be up for every game and they've turned up every game this season just about the Broncos and, oh, 13 plus. I couldn't get enough on it. The odds will be poor, but, mate, come on. The Um, the bookies do have our backs in this one, $1.15 to the Tigers, $6. Um, If you're you're a gambling man... um, Put some money on Tigers. If you want, if you want to, if you want to see your money be crumpled up and screwed up, set on fire, put them on the put them on the Tigers. I tell you what, though, I know the Broncos are a better team than the Rabbitohs, but we thought the Rabbitohs would do a number on the Tigers a few weeks ago, and the Tigers yeah, the beat them by twenty. Fucking heart. Yeah. I know, but they did beat them by twenty, bro, as well. Okay, but the Tigers are one of those teams who yeah, the on their day heart. can beat anybody. Yeah. But Sun, um, Sunday afternoon, Suncorp. It's a tough no, one. They're not. They're not. They're not going to win. They're getting it fucking hammered. That's definitely the, the most one-sided game. That's not even a Nostradamus. That's just fucking. If you think if you think if you think otherwise, you're a fucking you're moron. Um, anyway, fuck that game. Broncos are gonna smash them. Go the Broncos. Go the Broncos. Um, Monday night. Wow, what a game. Sea Eagles versus the Cowboys at Brookvale. Gregor. The odds mm. are a dollar eighty-five to the Sea Eagles and a dollar ninety-five to the Cowboys. So wow. basically, a fucking coin flip. Um, I've got the Cowboys winning this one. Um, and my little Nostradamus a moment later I'll tell you how they're going to win it but um, Steve who you got? I'm going to go the Seagulls here um, It's a little, I'm a little bit worried because I think the Seagulls pack is quite weak but I think uh, the key is Brookvale over and also the Monday night teams just always pay, play poorly on Monday night especially a team like the Cowboys who have been absolutely rolling um, you know, don't get me wrong, JT's back, but you know, I'm gonna probably tip the Seagulls just because they're at home, but with not a lot of great confidence. Quick question: How many fucking Monday night games have the Cowboys played this year? This is like they, their fourth or fifth. I think they same? played three in a row, didn't they? I know they played one in Melbourne up there, up in yeah. North. Queensland. I say what the Seagulls have played a few too. Yeah, I can think of three. That this will be their played, third at least. They played two in a row. This yeah. is probably and, their fourth. And I think the Panthers played three or four in a row as well at the start of the year. Crazy, eh? I can guarantee that the players must hate playing Monday night. Oh, absolutely. Oh, really. All, all they want to do is get on the piss, eh? Yeah. yeah. All they want to do like is Friday night games, they must just get excited. Broncos, oh, the Broncos oh. must love the Friday night. Two-day bender. They would absolutely love absolutely it. Absolutely love it. Um, so my pick on that game, I think I'm probably going to go Manly, only because of the home advantage. And I know their forwards aren't really going forward at the moment, you know, their old cliche, but their backs. And just after watching them live last week, Kieran Foran, I don't know if you saw it, MG, but when he scored that try... He was the only one in the, the Manly team that was running to support, I think it was Stuart. Or, oh, no, it was Jamie Lyon, sorry. Yeah, it was Jamie And he Lyon. actually came from 40 metres away. And the speed that he showed, I didn't know yeah. you could run that fast. Yeah. Yeah. And he just is just a gun. And a it yeah. takes it takes watching him live because you don't see that shit on the TV. Yeah. He's he, 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 I'm going to pick them 1-12. to 12. If he ended up going to Parramatta next year, which I don't think he will, but if he, if he if some by some... Eh? It's already done. It's already oh, done. they're going. Yeah, yeah. He's going. I don't even know. That's good. They've got a great signing. He'll still bring a lot of uh, light. Him and both Scott. Yep. I've, uh, I'll be going Seagulls 1-12. to 12. Not bad. All right, what boys. a game though, Monday night. That's, game. that's a great game. Um, a lot of great games yeah. this week. Oh, so that's our preview for round 19. Um, tune in next week to see how, uh, how our predictions went. Um, so now, boys, we'll talk, get into a bit of uh, more fantasy talk. Um, little segment, former guns. Pick one, former gun. That used to be fantasy relevant, but this year, maybe even last year, but definitely this year, has fallen off the cliff. Someone that you may have had at the start of the year that might have you might thought it might have played well, but has absolutely fallen off the cliff. Um, so Steve, we'll start with you. What have you got? I've got uh, the one, the only, Mr. Jared Mullen. 
Yep. Um, very solid player in his own right when he's on the field. He's been very unhealthy this year, but also he's had some very poor scores. I think he's all the way down to 250,000, wow. um, which is quite the drop for a guy who actually started the season really well. I remember looking at him mm. after about two or three weeks. I remember they bet the Cowboys up there. You know, they had a great start to the season. And I was like, wow, I might um might have to pick him up. But, uh, you know, his average is all the way down to 38 now. And... Um, yeah, he's just he's just one of those guys who won't be in my team, even though uh, it looks like 1,800 people still have him somehow. Losers. Probably people that don't play the game anymore. Yeah, I reckon I'm into that. That's um, an absolute disgrace. Dropping. How much has he dropped? Uh, It'll be about 180,000. Yeah, 16K last week, so who knows? Fucking too much. I think he started around the 450 yeah, marks. Like you said, Steve, after three weeks, he was going great guns. I think as well over 50, you know, when they yep. won those first four, four games, and then just injury and just ridiculous shit yep. scores. So um, yeah. Um, so my um, gun that's sort of fallen off a cliff is Watmo. Now I am disgraced to say that I had him at the start of the year. I was thinking, you know, Eels play all the major buy rounds. He has been a gun. I think he averaged last year about 48 um, for Manly. He was playing 80 minutes. He's only averaging uh, just a little a tick over 60 minutes at the moment. Yep. Um, and his average is 200. Uh, sorry, his, his price at the moment is 283k. He's lost 149k. Yeah. I flicked him after three weeks, and his average is 38. What an absolute disgrace! And yep. um, three thousand. Hey boys, I'll just pose you this. Have yeah. you seen the way he walks around the field? Yeah, he looks like a peacock. Looks like a peacock. He's got watermelons under his arms. <laughs> he needs to tuck his arms in his and chest, put his chest his, out. His chest protrudes further out than his nose does. Oh, hey. stop! We're going to tiptoes. I tell you what, though, he does come on to, you know, Saturday Triple M and Sunday Triple M, and he's, he is a good listen, just like Sal, yeah, but yeah. He, he really has fallen off the cliff this year. I must say, though, like, um, when I was listening to Triple fantasy M the other day, fantasy yeah, yeah. fantasy-wise yeah. he has, but I think, just in real life, he does at least bring a lot of uh, leadership and experience to that team, but yeah. fantasy-wise... Oh, definitely. I think, all the, I think the three players we will talk about all bring leadership to their team, but we're talking primarily yeah. fantasy yeah. here. Guns, they were guns in their time, but they're yeah. not. Anyway, mine... Uh, is James Maloney? He, um, his, uh, he used to be such a solid. Like used to be one of those halves you talked about that you definitely, definitely would, um, would have him. But um, yeah, he misses far too many tackles. Like wow, he just fly, just can't hold on to the players. Um, but he used to be a gun. Used to get like you could almost guarantee him for fifty points um, in fantasy, but not anymore. What do you guys think of Maloney? Yeah, well, like you said, he used to be a gun, and it's always helpful that a player you have in your team kicks goals. You know, yep. he plays for the yep. Roosters, they score a lot of points. He gets two points every time he kicks a goal, and he's a solid goal kicker. But he's actually, I think, missed the most tackles yeah, this year, yeah. even more than Brooks he's, and um, Moses. He's still averaging 40 points around, but That's I mean... That's not good enough, though. He, yeah, Maloney was always one of those guys who did have the odd shit score, like around the 30, because he'd be quiet and things like that. But um, he'd always have those games, yeah, he'd have those games where he'd get an 80 because he'd break him heaps of tackles and the Roosters yeah. win 50-0. And, you know, he, talking about his goal kicking too, I think his percentage is down about, to about 70% mm. this year and he's normally a perennial high 80s kicker. Yeah. Um, he's actually been poor there too. And the Roosters' attack hasn't been as good this year as previous well, it's years. It's gone more through Pierce than Maloney. Definitely. Pierce has been more he's actually He's actually a little bit fantasy, fantasy relevant this year, Pierce. Pierce, yeah, he's been sore. But um, did we, little question, do you reckon we noticed Maloney... How much he's fallen off the cliff a bit more because he played for the Warriors? Because we see now he was. I think it just has to do with that he plays for the Roosters. Yeah, well, I, 
Well, when he was at the Warriors, he loved to run off Melino um, and Mateo. He is the best half at like supporting. The whole he's, like a, he's like a fullback like that. How much do we love to see the back potato? Oh, he's gone. <laughs> go, go rotten, man. How many offloads did you, did you need to throw? Oh, the potato himself. Um, so, yeah. Fantasy guns. Guys that, yeah. Three, three guys that definitely were stars back in the day, but now just fall off the cliff and are no longer fantasy relevant. Um, boys, what I'm going to pose to you now is another little uh, another little segment that we'll try and start doing, but uh, do old Nostradamus. So I want you guys to think of something this week that's going to happen. Um, so anything could be fantasy-wise, could be uh, NRL-wise. I'll put it forward. I'll do my one. Uh, the, my Nostradamus moment is going to be the Cowboys will win in – Brookvale against the Sea Eagles by a drop goal by Jonathan Thurston. And it will be in about the 79th minute, and he'll pop it over, and they'll win another Monday night game on the Hooter by one point. Nice. You guys, uh, Fish, you got a Nostradamus moment for me? Yeah, um, so mine is going to be the Broncos are going to put at least 46 points on. 46? Well, I don't know why I said 46, but I'm going 46 no, on the Tigers. And first try scorer is going to be the MILF. Ooh, the MILF. I'm going to go um, That's my even a bit more outlandish. I'm actually going to say uh, the Sharkies will win down in Canberra and Ooh. Andrew Fafita will score the first try, people. Get wow. on it. You can bet on that, I think, as a combo. You can bet first try scoring and winning. And I guarantee you that'll be paying 30s at least. He, um, you know he's got three no, tries in the last two games. Mm. It'll be more than that because yeah. I picked the... Uh, I picked like the, uh, winger, the winger and the winner is like 30 bucks. I picked, oh, yep. I picked Dean, Dean Farad has scored the first try and Panthers to win. Get on it, people. I'll have a sneaky 10 on it. What if it would be like first try score, like 25 bucks? It would be 26. And then, bro. It would be a bit. Yeah, he'd score the first try. That in the margin would be like 80 bucks? Yeah, easy. I'll be shocked if it wasn't 100. Someone get that up. Get on it, people. I'm telling you right now. I tell you what, though, in attack. They actually look for Fafita to run like the short ball and stuff. He actually is not a dummy runner yeah. as much well, as to other To be honest, sports. his fantasy scores are dipping because he doesn't fucking run across the field and break 19 tackles no, a game anymore. Yeah. Fucks me yeah, off. He actually plays smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, fucking bullshit. So we'll wrap this uh, podcast up, boys, with our usual end of uh, end of podcast segment with a bit of Q&A. Um, so my question I've got, I've seen a question posed to us. And it was uh, it was actually it's pretty much the exact same thing that I was going to do this week. Um, guys asked choose to pick up JT over Parker. Um, is this a good idea as a point of difference? Um, personally, I think I think it is. Uh, a lot of people have Parker, and I don't know if people. I think people are scared of JT because of his five hundred thousand dollar price tag. Um, I looked up; they've both played thirteen rounds. JT's got an average of 58.7, and Parker's got an average of 61.1. Um, the only thing you got to worry about with those two, uh, they're both in high risk of being rested for a game because their teams are travelling so well. I think JT's less likely to be rested because he's had, like, in three weeks he's played one game. Um, but Corey Parker, how old is he now? 78 or something? So he's the probably, probably going to uh, be rested Probably probably in about three weeks' time, I'd say. Yeah, early. well, I mean, you just have to say that. I know Corey Parker's you know, very important to the Broncos, but they can survive much more without Corey Parker yep. than the Cowboys can without Thurston. So basically I want to ask you, boys, is what Simon's question is, do you uh, think that JT over Parker at this stage is a good option? 
I'd say yes because I think a lot of people traded Thurston out or haven't traded him because he missed those three weeks in a row. Yep. And a lot of people, such as Steve and myself, do have Corey Park already. And I think he'll be a, a really sneaky point of difference. Yep. Well, I'd like to thank Mr. Delsett for the quick question first. Um, but I actually think that uh, Corey Parker is probably the better option. I just think JT is one of those guys. I had him last year. He scored a few uh, 30s. And, um, yeah, it just it didn't bode well for my team. And Corey Parker is actually more than capable of scoring high 80s, high 90s, up to the sort of 100 mark. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd go for a CP13 there, boys, to yeah, be honest. Cool. No, good. Cheers, Si. <laughs> um, Cheers so to the bears too, Si. I've, um, <laughs> Mr. Serious. Fucking hell. Um, so I've, I've got a question here from our long-time uh, listener uh, from Ulcerator. Now, it's a long question, boys, so bear with me. So yeah. we've got here the first part, Warriors in the top four, baby. So no, yeah, Legend, my man. My man. Um, Shout out Otar. Thanks for the... Otar. Otar, Thanks for the advice, and I traded in DCA last week. Yeah, um, I currently have seven trades no, and are yet to bring week. in my third front rower, yep. which I will need to uh, make two trades for. Right. But my question is this week, should I look at trading Jake Friend to Mecca, or should I look at the front row situation? MG, um, what do you reckon on that? Oh. Uh, should should yeah, something last 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 week it was he was going to bring in a third front row forward, wasn't it? Or or a half. So he did the half. Yep. So it was a third. Or was it a second? No, it was a third. I think he said he had Fafita and Burgess. Okay. I think if you've got your if you've got like a core seventeen that you're keen to roll with, including Jake Friend, I think upgrade him. Fuck off, Jake Friend, and upgrade Maka straight away. Um, but if you're st- if you still do not have a full seventeen, I think you need to have a full seventeen before you look at doing that. Yep, I'm in uh, the same boat there as MG. I think the trade from Jake Friend to Macca is a luxury trade. It's a great um, trade. You know, it, it is a good trade. You're on, but it it just comes down to simply working out your next option at front row forward. Let's say he averages thirty, and you can upgrade to a guy who averages fifty. That's a twenty point difference. While Jake Friend and Macca might be 10 points. So it just comes down to simply who's going to get you more points. It comes down to how many trades do you have opposed to how much, how many of your final 17 you've got. If you've got like five trades left and you still don't have your final 17. It says, here, really, seven, really, it says here he's got seven trades left. Seven trades yeah. left. Yeah, okay. Well, if you've got your final 17. Oh, you want to know what the 17 bring is. In, yeah. Bring in Macca straight away. If you don't have your final 17, I'd get your final 17 yeah. sorted and then trade. Screenshot your Mecca. team, brother. Send it what, what about yeah. if um, if you could do Jake Friend to Macca in one trade and not having to do two, two trades? Because he says he has to do two trades to bring in the front row. I still think you need to sort out. You yeah. need to sort out your seventeen. Yeah. So if he's got think. the seventeen, then do the Macca. If he doesn't yeah, have the seventeen, exactly. Jake, do the front row. Like Ma- you got, you got Macca and Smith as your top two this year so far as your top two halves pairings. Hookers, like, you mean? Yeah, the top two. Yeah, well, what did I say? Halves. What news? Is your top two hookers? Then your second tier includes uh, Siggy's when he's back. Farrah, when he fucking decides to man up, Pete. then you've got Pete's and you've got Jake Friend, and then on the borderline, no, no. third level, maybe neighbouring. But no. I think Jake Friend's that second tier down, so he's not too far behind. But I reckon uh, if you don't have your core 17, get your core 17 sorted, then do that yeah. trade. Um, I think Jake Friend, the last two weeks, has only played 60 or 65 minutes as well. So 
Because that Hastings prick. Because that Hastings played, and then I don't. I think Orbison may, may have gone and took her the week before that. Yep. Um, I think that's resting him, or he might be injured. I, don't, I really don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of Jake Friend no. this year. I had him last year. I think it was, and he was solid. But if he, you're not getting eighty at the hooking position, he's, it's just um, it's just a struggle like, to get like, those big scores. He's like Taylor, bro. He doesn't really have any offense. It's all defense, and yeah. if they're not on defense, he's not going to get anything. Yeah. So basically, basically, I'll trade. If you don't have your core seventeen, don't do that trade. If you do have your core seventeen that you're keen to roll with. Upgrade, uh, upgrade Jake yeah. French straight away, but please get your core seventeen sorted and then upgrade. So, um, so if we're talking about getting in, you know, that third front rower, Woods. Last week we talked about Woods and Woods. Bromwich. You going Woods? Woods. He's Woods. 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 Woods or, Woods or Bromwich? Woods. Or I Mike. really what like about, Woods. What about, what about Mike Cooper? Yeah, Mike yeah. Cooper and Woods are both points of difference, and I really like them. They're actually Woods. guys I'm eyeing up. Um, I really like Woods, so I've been eyeing him up. It's just whether I want to make the plunge drop. Yeah, well, I've got I've got three front row forwards at the moment, yeah. and I don't if, I don't if, think if he... one of them goes down, it'll probably be Woods over. Again, like we said last week, Ulcerator, you can't go wrong with any of those front rowers that we've talked about. Um, so yeah, just like MV said, core seventeen, get that sorted, and then if you can, then do upgrade uh, Jake Friend to to Mecca. But just remember, you need at least if you could, because I remember uh, a couple weeks ago you said he was going for head to head. You need four or five trades going into those finals and head-to-head yeah. if you're going to win your finals because you can guarantee players are going to get rested for a week or yeah. people are going to get yeah. injured. So MG knows need. all about that. Corey, Corey Parker, I'm looking at you. Resting. Yeah, you just don't want to do it. Trust me. Trust me. All righty. Any well, other questions? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a question come in, and it was in regards to Mr. Mr. Cameron Smith. Yeah, right. And it was... Um, this year, because of how Smith's going, um, is he still the must-captain option, or is a guy like Mannering becoming the new must-captain option? I'm you know, the old the old rule was always Captain Cameron Smith. I think now that may I be think, turning to Mannering. What do you guys yeah, think? I think so. I mean, he got 60 on the weekend, and I barely saw him. He <laughs> actually is the king at base stats of 60. Okay, but... He, and I think I think the Storm not scoring as many tries with Smith, you know, kicking those goals, is taking a score down, you know, five to ten points every mm, game. Mm, yep. I don't think Smith is a must caption option, kept an option. Definitely a good one. But I think he is a good still the best. because the no, only I reason, think Mannering's overtaken. What do we always say about never captain a player coming off Origin? Yeah. What happened when he didn't come off Origin? He got that seventy something. Yeah. He got seventy one or seventy two or something. Yeah. He came off Origin last week and got a four. Also, came off that Alex McKinnon thing. I think he was. Yeah, I think he's. I must Smith say that I remember last year I kept in Smith off those Origin games, and I remember one time he played, you know, after he busted his ankle in that game, then he went and played halfback right. against the Cowboys up there, I think. He scored like 70. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, it worked out last week, don't get me wrong, but I've, I was actually looking at that last week and I was thinking he was going to have a big game coming off Origin. I think if you looked over history, I think Cameron Smith's a gun backing up. But Is he I'm a must-caption sure. option? No, he's not. He's not a well, must-caption To answer your question, Steve, I think Mannering is the new Cameron Smith number one yeah. rule. You can't go wrong. Like I don't think I don't think Mannering will score under 50. Yeah, and, re- and the, really, thing really with, the thing with Mannering as well is he hasn't scored a try this year. I don't think he's broken the line much. and no. It's coming, like... It's like I was telling the boys the other day with Tuivasa Sheck. You know, he's always around the ball. And these kind of guys, you know, they perennially score tries. And it's going to come. Like, there's going to be that game where Mannering scores a double and gets 100. And the same with Sheck. And, um, yeah, I'm, I think Mannering is a great captain option moving forward. Yeah. So, basically, Nathan, what we're saying is 
your captaincy option is uh, I'd, I'd probably stick with Mannering. Mm. Until Smith gets back-to-back 70s, then probably look at Smith again. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Farry. Enjoy the Liverpool game tomorrow night, mate. God bless. Um, so anyway, I'm going to wrap things up now and just thank you guys for uh, listening to our podcast. Um, make sure that you like us on Facebook, uh, tell your mates about us, um, get us listening, get us big, and uh, go the Warriors. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Fafita and Cronella winning, $36, guys. Get on. Is that it? That, no, but is that oh, just Cronella not, winning? Not the margin. To win. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. But the margin would be a lot higher as well. Anyway, final words there, Fish? Uh, go the Warriors. All right. Peace out. Peace. I know.